It's what have you time. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And it's the dog days of the hot days of summer here. Hot sauce. Remember all that time we kept talking about being rainy and cold? (laughs) That time has gone past Well, I was going to say, remember all that time we talked about how my heater makes noises, but you had to put up with it because it was too cold to not have the heater on? Now it's the same noises, but it's the air conditioner. AC, because we'll die in like 32 seconds. So we may get hot enough. We're actually sounding like weenies. It's just in the 90s. But... It is. Whatever. Other people have Dry hotter 90s. times. Yeah, they yeah. have hotter stuff than this to work with. I've been facing the kind of time where I I told my husband, I said, you know, we our old house had AC, and this house that we're in right now doth not okay. have AC. So yeah. we're all, the great news about Idaho is even in the heat, it gets cold at night. It gets beautiful at yeah. night. Cool, for sure. Cool. Not freezing but like 60 when the sun goes down you notice yeah you feel the difference in life so you can get by without ac by opening windows and turning fans on all Mm -hmm. night and then you shut them all and close the curtains in the day and you have a the problem with this is i said i don't think i can deal with hot weather and a lot of things to do mentally like i was like if i was just reading a novel in a hammock in a hammock i'm fine with the heat it's no problem but nice I'm not iced tea in your hand because I feel like I should remind you all that I have seven children and like mm. cooking when you really would rather not turn on any heat sources it's true. is a whole other thing. It's true. And the, and the other day I was on the phone, maybe with you, I can't recall, probably trying with me. to get a passage of business done. One kid like pops in and says, can I have a peanut butter spoon? And then the next kid shoots in. This is like very little time passing before mm-hmm. I've answered because I'm on the phone. The next one says, are you talking about me? <laughs> a, th- a third one comes in and says, can we go to the pool? And then a fourth one says, can I have an apple? And then I look out at four people waiting for responses from me. <laughs> and each one of those means something. If you give away one peanut butter spoon, you've given away the whole pot of peanut butter. You know, like like one apple is seven apples. It's like if you give a moose a muffin. Yeah, one trip to the pool is the rest of the day. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no easy, you're like, it's all I too think it intellectual. The one, though, are you talking about me was a quick no. Yeah, we it weren't. was, except for I hadn't answered the first question, and it was like too mentally taxing to mm-hmm. skip past the mm-hmm. one to the next. And the more kids that are there at the time you release one peanut butter spoon, the more of a commitment it becomes. It's true. So you just, you know, it's like... It's true. Uh, I you think can't it, ever hide a peanut butter spoon under a bushel, though, because you know, the as breath, soon as the anyone... The peanut butter no, breath. No, because they'll, they'll stroll around with it. And as soon as, oh. you know, it, the news goes out. Every once in a while, I do give something to someone and tell them to go eat it on the back porch or something. <laughs> fine. I believe you that you're hungry because you're six inches taller today yeah. than you were uh-huh. last week, you know? Yeah. Speaking we're definitely taller, Lena's taller than me now. Oh, dang. Been passed by my first child. Well done. Yeah. And Judah is taller than Lena, so that means Judah's taller than you, too. Yeah. He's not taller than I'm me I'm turning yet. into a short person. I still have some edge in my family because none of my girls are taller than me. Knox is, but oh well. That happened a long time ago. Yeah. Judah is in the passing lane. Yeah, and I'm he's, not, he's gunning for you. I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. But he's coming. He's coming for no, you. No, I remember, though, when Knox passed me, um, Ben and I had to go to England, and it was like a four-day trip because I think he was defending his dissertation, I think is what it okay. was. So it was like four days. We 
measured back to back the day before we left because he was close and I had him. It mm-hmm. was like, it mm-hmm. was fine. I was still good. Method. Yeah, the cookie yeah. sheet method where you put it on top so you can just see yeah. the tilt. We got back, he was taller. Yeah. Like, significant. Yeah. Like, it just, it was a four day turnaround. So I'm I think like, that hmm. that's where Judah I is think, in that moment. Right is he now. that close to your height? Not he no, but he's like as tall but as But he Jemima. must yeah, it's he's funny like he must within, be wow. He's within a couple inches of me. It's I, close. Titus is in the passing lane of Daphne, which will be our first out of age order. Like well I yeah. guess Lena being taller than me is out of age order, but yeah. Titus is gonna pass his older sister, which yeah, you know it's true. This is probably less gripping to people who don't know our children. Fascinating news. We've fallen Fascinating into, <laughs> we news, have fallen guys. into some family gossip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sometimes we can't help ourselves. We forget we're doing the podcast. Uh, I know. I so know. our topic for today, well, we've, we've sort of had a podcast. We've been recklessly speaking of it all day, off and on. We had a pre-podcast podcast. Uh, Real quick, do I need to move the car because that guy's trying to get out? I guess. I don't think so. What do you guys think? Do you think Everyone? he's going to run into the Suburban or yeah. into what are, that guy? What are your thoughts? Do you think I think I he's can... doing okay. It looks All to right. me like he's managing it. He looks like a competent man. Okay. I think he's got it handled. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the deal. Rachel and I sometimes, just for the heck of it, like to offend everyone on all sides well, it's of kind an of, issue. This may be a moment where we're like... Gather into a circle, ladies. We'd like to run around and step on all of your everyone's toes, toes no well, matter where not, you're standing. But I want to be clear about this because we're not interested in stepping on toes for no reason. No, nope. like so, it's not like we do that. It's not like we do it for pleasure to just annoy people. But there, there was a something, a major uh, social media dust up that took place at some point, and we have to be clear that we are neither we are not deep in the news of the original offender how it happened, what went on. No, we just kind of um, saw some aftershocks. Yeah, and we're not and we're not even trying to work out the details. We're not even trying no. to go blow by no. blow. And but I it wouldn't, was I wouldn't even recommend that everyone quickly run off to hunt up no, the details. No, if, if we thought you needed to do that, we would we would get into we the would details put ourselves. Links. We don't. It just no. it just prompts a thing to discuss. It illustrates is, a point. Right, which is that there is no place for Christians to slip into the seat of the scornful. The scorner is universally a bad guy throughout the book of Proverbs. Like, I don't think you, you can't scorn. Even, um, even yea unto Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walks not with the, in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Like, scorn is, is not a good although word. Although now that I'm thinking, I'm thinking that doesn't doesn't in the Psalms, doesn't it say that he, meaning the that the Lord will laugh them to scorn? Yeah, like the Lord in Psalm two, like God's laughs yeah, about evil but doers. it's about the but, nations plotting but I'm just saying things. Yes. There is a very like so But we're not called to that. Well, it depends. Like there's a place yeah. there's a place for mock mocking. I think that that's true. However, yeah, that's where I got myself tangled up in yeah. qualifications. Yeah, you gotta you do but you have to qualify, it's true. But here's the thing. Throughout the book of Proverbs, this is, my husband was doing a talk on this today, so we were talking about it at the um, high school conference that's happening right now, the called conference. Mm-hmm. He was giving a talk and he was pointing out how there are three bad characters in the book of Proverbs. There's the simple, there's the scorner, and then there's the fool. And the scorner, the scorning is what turns you from simple 
into a fool. And the fool is kind of like the real bad one. You know, the simple one is like, mm-hmm. you know, watch out. And then the, the fool is don't be that guy. <clears throat> and the scorner is, is kind of like that transition point. Anyway, it was very like this little internet fracas. So what had happened, as far as we can make out, is there was a, a conservative woman mm-hmm. who loves babies, loves domesticity, Husbands, and loves, says submission without without pretending it's yeah, not in the Bible. She appears to love the Lord. Now I, we didn't do a deep dive on this lady, no, and we don't know. Maybe her. she's super weird on something. She might like be. length of hair. We yeah, don't know. I, no, she know? didn't because no, I saw her, her hair picture. Wasn't long, but anyway, like, she might. I'm saying she, we might maybe. actually disagree we with might. her substantially. We might because she definitely had a different flavor than we have, mm-hmm. and that's true. She wrote up a little post that seems to have universally made everyone explode. No, it actually seems like, um, it really seems like, I'm not saying she provoked it in the way Christ provoked it, but in those moments in the, you know, in the gospels where like the whole city came to stone him. Yeah. Where you're like, what kind of rage machine was that? <laughs> that like everyone's actually ready to group murder someone. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. But this was the internet group murder. Yeah. Mood. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that was shocking and embarrassing to me was all the Christians that piled in not seeing what they were doing. It like so this so this woman wrote a post and she was talking about for young ladies, um, she said, Don't be in debt, stay a virgin and don't get tattoos. Those were her three tenets. And I think so, I think that, that advice was offensive enough. But she added a little sort of like this is more attractive to Oh yeah it men. was like men prefer men. Something. Something. Anyway, getting, you're it's getting, getting in a the bit hot. Yeah. I'm shutting the sunroof. Yeah. Okay, we have to turn on the AC. Everyone, you're going to have to Sorry, deal guys. with the rumble. So, anyway, so the point is, she says this, and and there were, sure, there were some rhetorical things. I wouldn't have gone there. I wouldn't have. She she went off on college, basically, as like all these girls who are getting wildly into debt. And for something that's not teaching them but, how to run a household or be yeah, a mother. And she, yeah, exactly. And then they come out of college not knowing how to run a house or be a mother. And she and, and, and in debt. Probably not a virgin now, also. Right. Now, let's just... <laughs> and, and then the tattoos thing. Now, here's the deal. I think what I saw was that a lot of people snorted at her about the tattoos thing. Or they felt personally affronted about the tattoos thing. Or they so felt they, like she was being really naive. Yeah, so then to they talk like promiscuity is not something that like I guess it just it seemed like we know that Jesus forgives all kinds of things, of course. That's the whole yeah. that's the whole thing he does. Yeah. But to act like he doesn't care at all whether his right. people fail in those ways is a completely different yeah. thing. So the thing is you had Christians who got stung by the tattoo remark or just snorted at the tattoo remark and then they found themselves or I don't know if they've noticed themselves yet, making fun of virgins. I think we found them. We found them they, to be making fun of virgins. Loudly. And kind of like I spit upon the grave of people who don't love debt. <laughs> and you think, you know, you're missing you're missing something there. Like if you whizzed <laughs> off that hard over tattoos or over yeah. marriage. But it, like even if you differ with her position in marriage, she was citing Bible verses in a way that was clearly she thinks she is just working yeah. through what God told us. So even if you differ with her, surely you have more in common with her yes. than you have 
yeah. different. And let's say that you don't like what she said about tattoos. Is that really then called to go around mocking virgins publicly on the internet? It was sort of like, what? Hmm. What just happened? Is and that these the are, thing we do? But the thing is, is these are like reformed, supposedly conservative, anti-feminist. Supposedly anti-feminist. Yeah, supposedly anti-feminist. I don't think that they, I think that the rage in all of that is, is the rage of feminism thinking that it's actually targeting someone who doesn't know the gospel. Kind of like, like they're like, you know what? She acted like, yeah, there's the rumble. Yeah. There, there is the rumble. (laughs) I thought I was heard that as she acted like there's the rumble. No, I just mean my, what does it mean though? But but for a Christian, it should be like, this is probably a bad example, but say you had a house that was like exactly like your neighbor's house. Like you're like, Mm -hmm. here's my house. Here's your house. And then you're like, she planted tulips in her front yard, but yeah. I have daffodils. Yeah. And then what if you were like, she's so stupid. Like, yeah. look at those daffodils. And then you started putting up posters suggesting everyone come throw paintballs at her house because of her poor choice of flower bed. <laughs> and where you're like, don't you see, though, that what you, you have, have and common? what she has... Is so very close to the same thing that I'm I'm troubled <laughs> that, that this me. is what you're honing in on. You know? My husband had, uh, I think actually it was my sister-in-law's friends, but they were identical twins. And <laughs> oh, when they so would this. identical so this. twins, and when they would get into a fight as children, they would go around um, uh, soliciting people's input on, "Don't you think my sister is so ugly?" <laughs> It's like making everyone you, feel way more comfortable. How did you miss what you are actually yeah, doing right now? Totally. Making everyone but, feel like this But the is point totally... is, this is the thing that I found to be somewhat staggering. Was the level of just mean spite that was well, coming out at this It was this the woman. ugly birds being ugly. It was <laughs> like, what we're seeing here is the content of your heart. And the content of your heart appears to be very dark. Yeah, and... I, I just thought it was it was surprising how Christian women who in theory are not feminists are now, yes, as you put it, spitting upon the grave of a Christian grandmother. And if you're raising a daughter, like, and you don't think it matters that she remained pure before marriage, mm-hmm. then you are not raising a Christian daughter. No, and if you like, can't if you can't see the difference between what Christians ought to aim for versus what God can forgive. Well, those two lists are not the same. No. Like, what can God forgive? All of it. Yeah. Like, what are we supposed to do? Not that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, like there's a clear difference. Yeah. And it is, the what we were thought was interesting is that on the one hand, the freak out was about she's saying she's holier than thou. You know what I mean? Like, she's saying yeah. she's holier than us. But the problem is is that all the people who are freaking out at her are doing the... They're, exactly. If, if she did say she was holier than everyone else, which she did not in the post. She was just talking about ideals for, like, what you should do. Yeah. But all the people are saying, like, you're much holier. We are much holier because of our tattoos and our debt and our promiscuity, <laughs> which is a little bit or a little bit off base. Well, you know, like, it's, it's funny to me because it is true that people can get into a holier-than-thou... Um, pride in their wholesomeness. That can happen. Mm-hmm. It's true. But oddly enough, what we were seeing was a holier-than-thou pride in our unwholesomeness, which was or very our, weird. Or our unwholesomeness 
hangover. Yeah. Like, like that we were really, you know, we were the prostitutes and tax collectors. And while we were doing that, we got way tatted up and into debt. But God saved us. So, we're still going to identify ourselves primarily as prostitutes, prostitutes and, and tax, tax collectors, collectors who are in debt. That's going to be thing, our main gig because that's what God apparently is, I loves. I do think it's noticeable that Jesus ate with tax collectors and sinners and, yes, prostitutes. But they did not remain so. As, well, this, you is know, the, this is the part that people leave out all the time. And this is one of the reasons that I'm such a big advocate of the Bible Reading Challenge. And that is because Christians need to be reading the Bible all the time as it presents itself to you. Because I have seen many Christians be led astray by someone just drops that. Well, you know how Jesus ate with tax collectors yeah. and prostitutes. And people are like, oh, So it must did. be fine to be a prostitute It then. must be totally groovy then if we do that. And they're like, he was with the low lives of the world. He was, he loved that scene. You know, like Jesus yeah. loved that. And you're and like. And then you go read the Bible and Jesus says. I came he for said, the sick. He said, I came for the sick. And he said, to call sinners to repentance. Right. Like, I came to find the sinners, to tell yeah. them to repent and to stop being the prostitute. Right. So, and yes, we forgive them, but but eating with Jesus changed them into not mm-hmm. prostitutes. So if you are a doctor in the cancer ward, it's not because you love cancer. It's no, because you're you fighting you cancer. You don't go there because you're like, one of my hobbies <laughs> is meeting up and just yeah. living in the glow of cancer. The it's whole like, point of being a physician in the cancer ward is to try and get the people out of the cancer okay, ward. So I, I wanted to say something about this. So I actually brought my Bible to okay. the car today. All so right. I can, because it just reminded me of this. And, and it doesn't have to be this issue. Like... It doesn't have to be this particular scene. It could be the woman who is weird about, you know, like whatever issue. There are lots of issues that Christians get tangled up into a freak out about. Okay. Uh, But this one in Galatians, it said, for all the law, this is 514, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. And if I've ever seen anything as bitey and devoury as this, I don't, I don't recall it. (laughs) But this is the thing is that it, that this goes on to talk about walking in the spirit. And he says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then it goes on to say what the fruit of the Spirit is, which of course includes things like long-suffering with mm-hmm. with fellow Christians who might be missing the mark and be mean, yeah, not but, rhetorically effective. But here's the thing. We don't think that if you have a major disagreement or if somebody is is really wrong that you have to pretend like they're not but there is a major difference between just well the biting the devouring the scorn and it's a very different behavior than christian disagreement yeah and and feeling like you're free to do it because it's the internet so you can just or because you're like your head off if it's a gospel issue then I tell, well, so I saw this particular woman who is, does appear from a very shallow glance to just be a Christian woman who's a little bit in a different place on some yeah. 
women's issues, but is nonetheless committed to women. I think her statement even says becoming more like Christ as we, you know, like it's, it's obviously she's trying to be a Christian and, um, and she wrote a response to her thing having gone viral and people freaking out about it where she just kind of says, of course, Jesus forgives people, you know, all the time, Mm -hmm. but shouldn't we be wanting to raise our daughters this way and in the comments which I saw like 11 minutes after she posted that there were so many comments people telling her to go kill herself people saying that they're going to out her whole family and so that everyone can dox them you know like that their life Mm -hmm. can become unlivable because she believes that women ought to be into the home yeah and you're like oh I thought that was was pretty close to a quote of scripture like yeah. You know, like, this is appalling. And the, the thing that I hated that biting and devouring is that the Christians lent their strength to Absolutely. the world doing this. Yeah. Christians Christians freaked out, and there is a woman getting getting torn apart, bit yeah. and devoured, because Christians made yeah. fun of her like that. And, yeah. let, and let, really, they joined the wrong team, you they know? Did. And the thing is, like, okay, if it was just in isolation away from that little dust-up, in her article, she was talking about the the um, the downsides of sending a, a woman to college. And if you've been listening to us at all, we you know that we are into educating women because we don't see it as as a contradiction. We're, into, we're even into college for women. We're very into college for women. Specific However, college for women, <laughs> a specific kind of college for women. Because the things she was talking about, she said these. You know, universities, the secular universities, they're trying to turn the women into unsubmissive, feminist, blah, blah, blah. Well, she's not wrong. She is not wrong. No. She's actually... She's she, correct. She actually, I thought, was fairly mild when it no, came she was to just her, the way she phrased it. The plan of a secular university is to take truckloads of money from you to indebt your children... To and and to and also to and to change them to steal their soul. Yeah, their plan is to eat their heart out. Like and that's actually, the plan. <laughs> and they're gonna do it if they can. Right. And so the thing is, is like you look at the statistics. Isn't it what Ben said? That is that what you were just gonna yeah, bring up? The yeah. statistics are like depending on what survey you look How at. How many kids were raised in the raised church. Christian and they go to college and they lose their faith in their freshman year? It is a sickeningly high and number. And I think it's that the close, rate is between seventy between 70 and like 85 percent depending on what you look at it is close to it is basically if you want to talk about it in a life or death way you could say that the average kid going to college who is a professing christian the average raised in the church raised in the church the average uh rates of survival in the faith are better than the beaches of Normandy. Your your child would have a better chance of survival being in the first boats on getting the on the beaches of Normandy, of Normandy than going, going to, college. to college. So we're the, not saying that college is bad, but we're saying Christians acting like there's not any reason to be yeah. concerned in any way about what's happening yeah. at these hellholes of secular yeah. institutions. It's just idiocy. It's yeah. like, how can you think and that the there's is, no concern you here? You look around. Supposedly, you're against feminism, right? Like, in Let's theory. Assume that. That's what we... Yeah. This is what many of the people if you I aren't, saw... If you aren't, then put that on the top of your to-do list <laughs> okay. to become against feminism. Sure. <laughs> but I saw many people who who make their little... Their shtick is that I am not a feminist. Like, I'm anti-feminist. But I've got some swagger, sort of. Um there was some of this going on and supposedly you're against feminism and when you look out across our nation does it seem as if the feminists have made inroads with our daughters 
Oh, I oh. doubt it, Becca. I doubt yeah. it. Does it Hardly seem any like, a girl has been affected does by Does it that. seem like domesticity is scorned to the ends of the earth? Well, yes. Mm. In fact, yes. Now that you mention it, yes. Yes, it is. What What would it be like for a, for a girl who's going into her freshman year of college to say, I just can't wait to have babies and, like, be home oh, and, can and you bake? I would love to bake and maybe get into some sewing projects. Yeah. Like, how would that go over? Like, just imagine yourself. Yeah. Many of you women who actually believe those things are valuable and are doing those things would be too ashamed to say it publicly yeah. to other grown-ups. Yeah, exactly. Now, the thing is, is there is a reason that um, our culture has gone that road. And then you have a woman who actually just goes ahead and says the opposite. And then everyone who is supposedly, like reformed Christian conservative anti-feminists are reaming her about, I bet she can whip up a mean unflavored meatloaf. You know, it's like... So rude. Really? It was so rude. Like, it was that's what you're going to do? And so I just think, like, if you can't discern that, okay, sure, maybe, maybe I think that there's a way of educating women that isn't going to kill their souls. On the other hand, how many women in this country are casualties of, of this? And of feminism, and where were they taken out at college? Yeah, okay. I don't think this woman's overreacting to say, "Hey, girls, maybe you shouldn't go into right. massive debt." And for the that. other thing is the the parts that we would agree with her critics that sound questionable is if you start talking like we want our daughters to just try to be catching a husband like we're right. like any, any husband like any of them we're just looking for open season on husbands but at the same time <laughs> that's because we are too embarrassed to say we're trying to raise our daughters to be good women who would be good wives and if someone is going to be a good wife well they ought to be more on the market <laughs> do you know what I mean like I'm saying like yeah. there's actually she actually just said something that we all know yeah you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. know it. We just don't want to acknowledge it out loud. And that there is a less or more attractive as wife material yeah. girl. And then we're going to mercilessly mock her. Yeah, but I that part is just so rude. It's unbelievable. And you better not be doing it about anything. You know what I mean? Like, like there's actually yeah. no topic when you should be like this. But this one was I think, incredibly I think shameful. Here's, here's where I thought the difference is. We're all about laughing at foibles. Because you and I do it all the time. We do. And some but people think we're super mean because of that. Yeah, but yeah. I have to say there is a major difference. If you're difference. listening now and you think we're really mean, just trust me that we are really quite not mean in person. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're being stupid and then we're and mean. And then we're going to stomp upon your toes. <laughs> no, I think what I, what I mean is there is a huge amount of difference between laughing um, in a jolly way and laughing in a really brittle, derisive mean way. way yeah. Derisive and mean and the thing is, is you all, everyone knows the difference in tone because you feel it when it's directed at you. Yeah. You can tell when someone, well, it's like the proverb, proverb only a fool says, I'm just kidding. Says, just kidding. Like slinging. When you're not. Arrows. Like, isn't it like fiery arrows? And then says, just and then kidding. Says, ha, ha. Ha, yeah. ha, ha. So I was is, only being witty yeah. about your bland right. loaves that so, I don't know you bake. Right. And yeah. so there's like a really, um, there's a mean laugh. And I think that that is, honestly, sometimes even in satire, there's a difference between Juvenalian and Horatian satire. Yeah. And Juvenalian is like Jonathan Swift, where it's like he's just scathing and mean, mean and angry satire versus, versus Jane Austen, who was doing 
Horatian satire. And it's, laughing at foibles, but she's not laughing being at foibles, and it's done to point out folly. But, but it's, it's almost like the love comes through in it because yeah. she's also spending all the time yeah. making them into a, a character. It's that almost you, an yeah. eff- it, there's a bit of affection to it. Yeah. And the thing is, is like I can imagine a world that that lady may or may not be coming from that we might laugh at some of the foibles, but I would never well, we've, dream. We've had them. I should say, we've actually seen hundreds of the foibles up close. In our own, like we have encountered yeah. lots of this genre, yeah, and we just you just have to have the willingness to say these are our people, even if they're funny, they're yeah. our people, and we are their people, and they're certainly putting up with our foibles, right? And you to know, just assume with nothing more than one random blog post to assume she's a hypocrite of the worst kind, and therefore oh I word. can be as mean as I want. Like, there's no... Nothing can stop me from my no. malice. No, it's like basically... And there's already 178 comments on this. Why should I not also be mean? Where does that come from? You know what I mean? Like, that desire to just add your But when you have, like, voice. Christian women essentially making fun of her out-of-date haircut or something, it's like... Really? It's time, guys. It's time I, to put I, the kibosh I was on starting what you've to done. get the vibe of like, I think that all these things you're saying, you could equally say of Elizabeth Elliot, everyone. Well, that's what I told <laughs> Becca. Like, I'm not saying she is Elizabeth Elliot. I don't know this woman from no, Adam. But if Elizabeth Elliot was here with us right now, she could also be mocked in this way, probably like, for somebody. I said, she doesn't have tattoos. Who does she think she is? <laughs> She's. I said, I said, if I've ever I seen said one. to you earlier that, like, who ever heard of such a nonsense thing as the everlasting arms? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, we are so making fun of you so hard. You know, like, yeah. I don't, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I just, but the thing we were trying to talk about, what we wanted to touch on is that this is like, um, I can't think of much more that is more hated than this. Stand mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. she took, and yeah. that stand of saying, like we said, there's this other thing where people say, "Well, even if I'm planning to be a homemaker, then I should be equipped to provide for myself if something happens." You know, like it, like, yeah. and and I would agree with that principle. Sure. Yeah, but what I where I don't so agree necessarily. Educate, educate your daughters. Yeah, We're be educated. But but a, a thing that I also don't agree about is saying that being a homemaker, faithfully feeding people and doing all the work of the home, that that is somehow making you unfit for jobs or work in other places. <laughs> like, like what? Like, it's though an outdated degree in marketing, you know, like... No, that's what we were laughing about. Imagine that you had a... Library science degree. Yeah, or computer science that you graduated in 1983. And you're like, at least I'm fit for the workplace now. (laughs) Like, um, are you though? You know, like, and and we're not at all opposed to the college degrees. But as we all know, there is a thing right now, which is that college degrees don't mean that much in the workplace. And, And also, I think... This takes us way afield into the... I mean, the, I meant to say, they do mean something. But many people are graduating with a college degree who cannot get no, a job. No, and That was my point. Sorry. But my... No, what I'm saying is we could go off and have an entire other episode about the difference between a... Um, like a technical training degree versus a liberal arts education. Mm-hmm. We happen to think a liberal arts edu- education is um, We're universally actually, it's applicable. Fair, it's fair to say that we we really really 
like a liberal arts yeah, degree. Yeah, we a think good that liberal arts degree. It is an education. It's te- teaching you to think. It's teaching you to reason, to be persuasive. All all of these things. And I say by but all it, it means, equips you to be learning give it through to life. your daughter because it will. Oh my word! If you give her that education, it will equip her to become a better wife, mother, or real estate agent, or any work she depending needs to do on, in life. Because or, yeah, depending on what God calls her to. Getting the your whole degree point of the liberal arts education is to create free men and free women who can yeah. think capably and apply themselves to different things and 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 be equipped to deal with whatever yeah. thing they're in. And, know, and one of the things is again, this is a tangent from where we wanted to go, but in the military, they give a very different education to the officers than they give to the. enlisted men Mm -hmm. and the thing is the enlisted men they just want them to be able to obey orders and execute it precisely when they are told to and that is the kind of education that many americans are getting is Uh just jump through these hoops here's the certification here's your technical qualifications Mm -hmm. just do what we say and do it when you're told to versus the education you give the officers these are the men that you expect to be able to think, to make decisions, to be able to reason well. well and, and to be able to, to strategize question, in a complicated situation right? and make decisions towards an objective. To think creatively, yeah. to think outside the box, to be able to assess the situation they're in and then be able to lead. That's what the liberal arts education is meant to do, is to create that kind of person. And mm-hmm. I think many of the, of the sort of universities are are more the other. Now, of course you need the enlisted people. You need the technical degrees, all of that stuff. It's just, there is a difference. And if you give your girl a thorough education, she is going to be good at whatever God calls her to in the future. If you train her to be like you're saying library science, yeah, like, that's what a very about, narrow What scope. about if you were super, you super up on how to use the card catalog? Because you had a degree right. in the card catalog. From 1978. You're like, just in time. I'm now <laughs> totally equipped for something that I has am now become outdated. dysfunctional. Right. And even degrees that are uh, that can be a good investment in your future. Like, it's a good career. It's a good thing to know. Like, a nursing degree requires maintenance and, and yeah. re- re-education. Yeah, exactly. you, can't, you can't go once and call it good right. for life. So, to act as if this is worth $80,000 of debt or $100,000 well, of like, debt. Well, like, the only path to being equipped to potentially get a job yeah. is $80,000 of debt at a right. secular institution. Right. How could we believe that? Right. So, I think, like, let's just all be frank, ladies. Would you want your daughter at age 22 to be saddled with $80,000 of debt and potentially she's lost her faith also? Like, is that what we're aiming for? And do you want her to have some sexual baggage too? And a drunk weekend set of tattoos? (laughs) Is that what we want for our Christian women? Now the thing is, can God save everyone from wherever they are? And right, but you course. can't. But the problem, the problem with that is that we're not making fun of people who have that and who now no. are turning to total obedience no. to Christ. The problem, the problem is if those women don't see that they were redeemed from anything. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and yes, like 3000% we agree with you that it is also a problem if a girl has the baggage of hypocrisy and, and pride. a heart of pride and yeah. self-righteousness. Like, of course, yeah. but surely we don't have to be in one ditch or the other. <laughs> like, surely we can say, let's live a life right. that is not full of either self-righteousness or promiscuity. Yeah. Because that's what the Bible tells us to do, is to not do either of those. Yeah. And and it is true that if you had to pick which one's which, which one is better, and I think that that's a skewed way of looking at it anyway, like which, which ditch would I better. rather which ditch would I rather sit in? Right. The truth is the prostitutes that Jesus ate with, they knew they were sinners. And that's what he said and about them is that they were they they were at least aware of their own sin. Right. And the thing about the Pharisees is that they were not aware they of their own sin. They were oblivious. So that's yeah. why they were the whitewashed tombs. It's very funny, all the people that we've seen, that have basically turned being the prostitute into, into being the whitewashed the tomb. It's like the so weirdest. it's the worst of both worlds. <laughs> like now I'm going to take on the worst characteristic of everyone. Of both. I have found a way to not be in a ditch, but a pit. I I'm found a way in the hole. to lay like, in the culvert beneath the road yeah, yeah. with my head in one and my feet in the other. <laughs> I'm going to do it all. I'm going to live the dream. So like, we're not in favor of the sins of any department. No. Like, like, so don't mistake that. Don't think no. that. And, and also don't be offended by Frank speaking about sin because nobody is offended when you warn people about potential hypocrisy. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody gets right. their, their <clears throat> freak out on about that. That's but, because but nobody self-identifies as a hypocrite. Yes. But if you say tattoos, it's like people feel like, did you just talk about something publicly that we might that people could identify us as being part of that right. group. Right. And in the reality is, and, and I'm sure that that actually went for all of it. People who had immorality and people who have a lot of debt, it like mm-hmm. felt like they got singled out. Yeah. But here's the thing. Can we not all say, praise God that he forgave me for that. And the right. thing is, that's is, your testimony. And if you say he forgave me for all of that, then you are kind of implying in that statement that you think it was something you had to repent of. And that you turned away from it. Right. And that you're no longer claiming it. And you're no longer identified with it because you're in Christ. I do think, I do think, to be clear, that she managed to lump three things together in her post that I think do need to be treated very, very differently that's from each very other. True. Because and I think that that's where some of the some of the kick up happens. That people are outraged about each different because, section kind yeah, of Yeah, because the debt question is one that is very um, you'd have to address that one way in scripture. Um, is it a sin to be in right. debt? No, it's not. Does the Bible say it's right? Unwise? And then like promiscuity yeah. is one promiscuity, that you can just say there's no time that you should fall into promiscuity. Yeah. Yep. Now, is it a sin to not be a virgin? No, not necessarily. Is it ninety percent of the time? Yes. However, you do have to nuance that just yeah, a little no, bit. No, it's like that's the a little de- more delicate. You know, yeah. the debt question is like there's a difference between an outright sin and then just wisdom stuff, and then the tattoo question is a whole other morass that yeah. we. It's like a cultural discussion. Of, yeah, it's yeah. a cultural discussion. It's that one has a whole lot of other stuff. But going I agree on. in it. But I also would just like to say, just in light of that, just because our culture is so explosive about these things does not mean that it was a sin for a Christian woman to say something about them. And the fact that she didn't do it perfectly or perfectly qualify everything is not a sin. Like she may have to the best of her ability 
been trying to make a point that she thought would really bless someone yeah. and encourage them on yeah. their way, you know? And, and, and I'm like, going to say that. And so everyone acting like this is a hangable offense is like, <laughs> but not really. Cause surely we've got to be able to weather. Yeah. You know, I and, remember one time when I came home from, from a basketball game, I think in my basketball uniform in high school mm-hmm. that there was a guy at our house at some group event of some kind who told me that it was that he would never allow his daughters to play basketball because it was radically unfeminine. Mm-hmm. And there I was, you know, like here I was in my basketball sure. uniform post game and he's just singled me out and been real rude. You know what I mean? Like it's not his <laughs> job to tell me if he, you know, like yeah. there's nothing here. Like uh, uh, if you're so hot it, for fatherly authority <laughs> and submission, you should go talk to dad. You know what I mean? Like if you're so big about women keeping their place, maybe you should tune in to men keeping theirs. You know, like maybe it's not your job. You well, know, it's maybe. kind of like this is like the time that a, a wildly liberal feminist <laughs> wrote Ben and told him he needed to make me repent publicly. <laughs> that's like one that's so good you want to put publicly, it in your locket. Yeah, publicly apologize. Like, I would like to and he goes, save this forever. He's like, it's funny you would write me. She's perfectly capable of correspondence. <laughs> I do allow her to read and to write. But I just like someone who's so violently anti-patriarchy telling my that. husband ah, telling my husband to rein good. me in. But the thing I was going to say is I've, been, I've had that moment where someone was real rude, really singled you out and said something was sinful that you were obviously in the middle of having done. You yeah, know what I mean? Like right. where you're like, I don't believe that's sinful. Like yeah. you and I don't have the same perspective on this. But, but his rudeness would in no way excuse any ungodliness on my part. No. Right? So, just because he was rude to me doesn't mean that now I may splash off Set and do it all. him up as a public mockery. Yeah, no, this, this is not that time for that. <laughs> because and I think I did argue with him. I mean, yeah. I think I did have yeah, a little, like, oh, him. my word. Like, yeah. what kind of a nonsense But is at this? the same time, you're like, here's the thing. He's a brother in Christ, misguided. Being yes. a dork. Super yeah. dork right now, but and, who cares? And also being rude. Probably I was a dork too at that time in response. I'm pretty sure I didn't know how, you know, like. Yeah, but the thing is, okay, so he's a brother in Christ who is out of line and being rude. What is our job as Christians? <laughs> to bear with to him. To bear with him. To have some long suffering. Yeah. Like to just kind of, you know. Yeah. Hope that the Lord works on yeah. that. Not, Certainly not to join in with all of the non-Christians. Or to be like putting flyers he- up around the town <laughs> saying, do you know what he said? <laughs> do you know, like, have you heard that he did a rude have you heard? Have you not known? Have you not seen? Let's all, let's Someone all has been offensive. Together, heap abuse upon him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I guess it's just that it's not that we think people don't ever be rude or make rude comments about people who have a, a sordid past. Because I know that I know that this kind of thing is like people treasure it up in their hearts and they start feeling like everyone yeah. everyone thinks less of me because of this or because of that. And and I once had someone, so our church culture in our church is I would say dominantly if you came to our church, it is a lot of feminine women who are there's a lot of lovely women. It's a lot of what accomplished, educated, competent women. Right. And every once in a while there have been unbelievers or people who come who do comment on that. 
like who have commented on that point. So, but this is the thing that I was going to say, I just hate this so bad is that when someone will say like, well, these, you know, with a dismissive wave of the hand, these kinds of church ladies don't know, you know, like they would never understand sin and forgiveness and repentance or like they would never understand the real gospel. And they're, they're gesturing at them all. Like, because look at them. Right. <clears throat> Look at this. And the thing that makes me so sad about that is that I, ha- being in an advantageous position of knowing lots of them mm-hmm. and knowing their stories, could say, like, the people you're dismissing as having no knowledge of these things is like, oh, really? Like, here's someone who was raped as a child. Here's mm-hmm. someone who was molested by an uncle in her youth. Or here's someone who had this, and here's someone who had this. And yet they yeah. are not identified by their past or their baggage no. or their sin. And so they look now to you like vanilla white ladies because yeah. they have been forgiven in Christ. They have been not, they have been restored from abusive situations. Like they have, they are not acting like the troubles before Christ. You know, like yeah. they're not acting those because out. Because it turns out that when Christ washes you, it actually you come makes out, a difference. You come out looking different on you the do. other side. And if there is no discernible difference, it's not a far out question to ask if you really got washed. Yeah, and it's not. And so I, what I'm trying to say is that this is why you need to see that at the heart, if you are a woman who has a really bad past, like, and where you feel like you bear the marks of that all over your body, like, which right. is not uncommon, like, you know, depression and cutting yourself and you've been through, you know, all of the tattoos or say we would did some body modification or something yeah. where you actually are, or you just carry the shame in your body, even if it's like your weight or your, you know, like there's so many ways right. that there's it manifests so many ways. in your body. Right. And this is the thing that I think is so beautiful is that there is one permanent mark that Jesus gives us and it is baptism and it is invisible. Like it is, it is the thing that you are told to do to be marked and set apart, you know, like, and that you don't have to worry that that can't transform other visible things on your body. You know, like it will. And so I do understand. I'm trying to just make it clear that we don't, we don't feel or intend to belittle people who bear the marks of their past sin on them. You know what I mean? Like, like, like we're so thankful for those people being brought in the kingdom and it doesn't matter to us that that happened. Like it's Mm -hmm. more glory to God as these people love him. It's nothing like that, but it is not the same thing as wanting to set that up as the goal for no. what we want our children to do. And I would just say, to too, I think the biggest point here is that we're not trying as much to take sides in this woman's particular discussion. No, but just, just to as talk about the food just, fight in the cafeteria yeah. shouldn't have happened anyway. Well, to just say, like, okay, so here's the thing. I don't have any tattoos, as Rachel also does not oh, have that's any tattoos. What you think. Also... Yeah, we didn't sleep around. We were not promiscuous. So two of those points, yeah, she's talking to, like, uh, we wouldn't be personally stung by those oh, right. two things. Right. However, let's just talk about the debt thing for a second. Because, like, holy cow, yeah, we've been there. We've been there. Oh, with yeah, the, I know about You got the credit debt. card. You're trying to pay off. We have paid the student loans. We've done the things, you know. Um, and And so the thing is, like, okay, now, should I then be unable to have any ability to discern to freak out because she said something that might 
Or am I able to just say, okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Do I love being in debt? Do I love trying to pay that off? No, actually, I would really love it if my kids didn't have that. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and not freak out and call her names because she said something like that. that be a neat Now, imagine if one of us, you know, had a tattoo. Should we then start screaming about virgins as hypocrites? You know, just because we happen to be offended about her tattoo thing. And I just, what I'm saying is be able to look past your particular situation look at this woman and say is she a sister in christ who's trying to honor god and if so what business do i have i'm gonna add something is she even most likely a sister in christ we don't have to vet them entirely we give you can give people the benefit not to mention i'm just gonna throw this out there um i am not obviously there's nothing wrong with trying to uh address problems in the church. I don't have anything against that. But I think it's worth thinking about um, when Paul says not to uh, bring a brother into court to sue him. Mm -hmm. And the point is like, seriously, you're going to air that to the unbelieving world? world? Yeah. And this is, I think, one of those this instances. This is the court. It's a weird court of public opinion. Yeah, but it's but kind it's of like court. it's taking we're just a brother gonna, to court. We're just gonna like mock our sister in Christ, whether or not we agree with her on everything. We're gonna mock her publicly on the internet. Mm-hmm. Is like really sort of embarrassing behavior. I have yeah, to say, it is. And so I guess we. I don't I have no idea how many of you listening will have already known what we're talking about, or will have already been disgusted with how people behaved or gone and or done whatever. Or have been disgusted with the original woman's or, post. Or have, since we started talking, become disgusted with us and that decided and too. decided to go speak a piece And I would it. just like to say, though, back to the qualification I was trying to make earlier, um, I do think that promiscuity, debt, and tattoos are three very different issues. I think yeah. they're, they're addressed differently in scripture, and I think each one would be a complete topic unto itself. So we're not trying to act like we've covered the waterfront on tattoos or covered the waterfront I on I actually debt. think I would say it's a lot like when my kids have a squabble that and, and there's two people obviously out of fellowship and flamed off of each other about something that I don't start with trying to figure out with, with trying to like Get, well, what exactly happened? Yeah, like yeah. what you start with is both of you will <laughs> stop this immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah. and you will blow this out and then you will take responsibility for what you did yeah. in this. And, and we're, and this is sister. that, and this is that moment yeah. in the conversation. It's not the part where we try to figure out who provoked who first the hardest. Mostly what we're trying to do is say like, look, we saw all these Christians screaming at this woman. And the reason we're taking her part is because it's kind of like, do you not see that you, what you could have been doing is attacking just actually a godly, nice Woman. grandmother. Yeah. Who may trying- <laughs> have not known what the internet held for her in a minute. You know, like, and think of what a heavy load she's carrying right now of people accusing right. her of everything. And just trying to make sure that you stay away from being the scorner and the scoffer. And the and that's not the and same the thing And the ugly as, bird being ugly. <laughs> but it's not, laughing is not the same thing as scoffing. Those are two different yeah. things. And I just think that the Proverbs also, has much to say about also, scoffing. Also, I think it's wise to not... That whole thing about don't take a passing dog by its ears is like, don't don't go 
looking for trouble. <laughs> then again, then again, what we just we did. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Was this dog just walking past us when we grabbed it? I, I, what I meant is, if you know you differ in many ways with more fundamentalist Christians, why are you trolling their Facebook? <laughs> like, why, why do you care? You Sometimes know? it comes to you. This one came to us. It came to us. Yeah. Um, but, but we're going on too long. We are going on too long. And the thing is, I just would like to say. Our tip is to not be a three, hypocrite all three of those subjects might be worth a separate discussion another time. So don't take offense if you felt like we did not thoroughly thrash out the well, tattoos. Well, I'm pretty sure we didn't thoroughly do it. But we yeah. did. So we did say some things. We did. And, and I'm sure that everyone kind of knows what side, you know, like where we would tend to be. However, that's not the same thing as feeling like we have made the case. <laughs> My husband just got home from yeah, work, so it's probably time up. for... He's, mm. he's showing us that he got a new weed whacker. He did. He's, and he's pretending he's to start actually, it. He, well... Oh, no, he's trying to start Is he start starting it? It, it yeah, can't have come trying. with gas in it. Did he Did he oh, fill no. it up in the car? Maybe he's priming it. He's doing something, guys. He's doing something. Yeah. All right, well... We need to, we to, need to all stop of talking. You, we'll Good. stop talking. And Until next time... We may need to to like sweep up some of our mess next if time. If you feel angry about something that we said, maybe you should wait till next week and see if we smooth it over. I don't think we said anything particularly angry. Did we not? Did we? I don't know. I just felt like... You have to understand. I'll say this as a final qualifier. That we know the whole body of our life and discussion. So like, I would feel like uh, how we approach things we feel like our listeners know many of our positions on things already you know like that they have a sense of who we are but if there is the you can't cover every angle of something every time no. that you talk and and we hope that we covered all the angles to have not insulted any true believers who love the lord or have a hard past and to not have you know like we're not trying to be rude to anyone no. in particular no. we're just trying to say christians comport yourself like Christians. <laughs> like, let's do that. And so anyways, bear okay. with us until next give time. A, give a fast tip because we didn't last week. Really? Are we like quitting on the tips? We're getting pretty flaky on the tips. Slop doodles. I'll, okay, I'll give you one. I've given this one before, but like I said, now that we've talked so long, some of our listeners probably don't know what we said before. Okay. Earlier, I, don't, I might not know. Early, yeah, you do know this one. So I buy two gallons of block bags and I put everyone's name on it and I have a box in the top of the closet and this is the time of year. Tell me you're not thinking about that this. That I start buying stocking stuffers. Oh my gosh. Rachel. Yes, I do. I oh. do it. I do it. But this is the thing. It's so easy. Listeners, you throw it. don't feel shamed by Rachel. <laughs> I'll tell you why I do this. Because it's brilliant to come around to December and be done with stocking stuffers, which you bought. I, the, the only things I buy, I don't actively go like I have to go buy stocking stuffers. It's when I find the random thing on clearance mm -hmm. in the summer, mm -hmm. and I think this would make a good stocking stuffer, I buy it. And then I go home and throw it in the bag. And it makes it much easier. So I just wow. bought some stocking stuffer today. So I'm going to go put them in my Ziplocs. Oh my and gosh. then when it comes around to December, I pull out the Ziplocs. Guys, if you have more than one child, rejoice with me in this. You pull out the Ziploc and you can throw all seven Ziplocs on your bed and see who doesn't have enough in just the blink of an eye instead of <laughs> and then throw it all back in the box instead of this like here's a big pile of junk. It's got to be <laughs> it's got to be enough. So you know that feeling where oh, like, I know, it's got to cover the bases. I just feel hurt that you're talking about Christmas already. Well, I'll tell you, it's because I ran into some incredibly cheap 
leggings and goofy t-shirts that would make good pajamas that are like mm. all rolled up in a little roll and okay. it's cute and I was like this is a good filling stocking stuffer and okay. it was like four well, bucks you know like let's uh, do that act on that I feel inadequate now so I'm glad you do uh-huh. I, that's why I bring a tip uh-huh. mm-hmm. just to make me but feel guys, bad but guys think about it it's August I think Rachel's a hypocrite because she made me feel bad ha ha <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, did you right. have one, or why'd you no. make me give a tip? Because you didn't you're have better one? at tips. Than I Fifty-five am. minutes. We're blabbing it's too a long. Lot of minutes. Fare thee well. Bye. Bye. I'm a 2009 graduate of New St. Andrews College, and I'm a commercial property manager. Three kids at Logos, one at home still, and I do flowers on the side out of our house. When you have these little people that you're responsible to shepherd, you realize, I need to know what I'm talking about because they need to have a firm foundation and they need deep roots so that they don't get blown over and that they're ready to stand up for the truth. I am a programmer. The language aspect of NSA is a fantastic preparation for any sort of programming. I'm a real estate broker here in town. I think absolutely the perfect um, education for being in sales of, of really any kind. I actually put it to a lot of great use when I was working in the political realm. I am a pastor in Central Coast, California. Whatever vocation you take, it'll make you take that seriously because you're seeing it through the lens of the sovereignty and lordship of Christ. To learn more, visit us online at nsa.edu.